Hi everybody, welcome to Living in Control podcast. I'm Amiza Abraham, your host for this episode's podcast and co-founder of In Control Group. Our mission is to help people become in control of their lives and career. We imagine a world in which most people are in control of their life, a conscious life accompanied by conversion, contentment, and consistency. Through Living in Control podcast, we hope you'll be inspired to love what you do, love who you're doing it for, love who you're doing it with, and love how you're doing it. For this episode, in conjunction of Earth Day, I had the pleasure to speak with Queen Bee of Zero Waste, Claire Senslot. She's the founder of the Hive Eco Store, the first zero waste store in Malaysia. Through her lifestyle and effort in the Zero Waste Initiative, she was given the United Nations Award in 2017. So, in line with the theme of Earth Day 2022, Invest in Our Planet, we will be talking about her zero waste eco-friendly business, how she started her business to contribute to the environment, the learning journey along the years into the business, her passion project in helping the community eradicate period poverty through the Freedom Flow project, and many more. We hope that this episode's podcast with Claire will inspire and give you ideas on how to contribute or paying it forward to the environment and the community. So, let's begin. Uh, hello, Claire. Welcome to Living in Control podcast, um, or rather, I would say, Bienvenue sur notre Living in Control podcast. Did I say it correctly? Bravo, oui. <laughs> merci, <Bonjour>. merci. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How's it going? Very good. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, um, you just told me earlier before we start recording, um, you are currently in France. I'm in France for a bit. Okay, uh, so how's the weather there? Not so good, as you can oh. imagine. <laughs> We're getting into spring, so it's getting better. Oh, that's I nice. Miss Malaysia. <laughs> oh, that's, I mean, right now in Malaysia, it's like, it's really hot and it, it rains and all that stuff. So I, I, I think that contribute to my, you know, sore throat and um, flu and also some cough. <laughs> I wouldn't mind. I, I love being very hot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So thank you for agreeing to, um, uh, you know, come on to our podcast. Um, this uh, session is basically in conjunction of um, Earth Day. And um, here today we have uh, Claire, the founder of the Hive Bulk, bulk Store, Bulk Food. Right. We now call ourselves the Hive Eco Store. Oh, the Hive Eco Store. Yeah. Okay. So, um, the CEO of the Hive Eco Store. What is what is the Hive Eco Store? I think I would like Claire to introduce that. But before we go on to that, let's get to know you more, Claire. Um, it's very interesting um, how you begin your life here in Malaysia and also begin your journey um, in opening um, the hive. So introduce ah. yourself, Claire. Okay, so it's actually, it's, it's very cute. It's a love story. Mm. Then, this is the first time I'm gonna say it as a love story. Oh. Um, 
<laughs> back in 2006, I lived in Hong Kong for 10 years before moving to Malaysia from okay. 05, 2005 to 2015. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. in Hong Kong, I met my husband. Uh. Who, guess what? He's Malaysian from Kuala Lumpur. Ah, okay. So this is how. Mm -hmm. So it is a love story, my love mm -hmm. story with Malaysia. And then we lived in Hong Kong for many years. We had our three kids in Hong Kong and our third baby in Hong Kong. And then we decided to move to KL in 2015. Ah, okay. Not too long ago. Not too long ago. And um, I love Southeast Asia. Obviously, I was in Northern Asia for a long time. But I love Southeast Asia. I love the weather. I love the food. I love the culture. So I was very happy when we moved to KL. So, but before that, you have, um, you know, travel back and forth to Malaysia, right? Yeah. Every, yeah. Uh, because my husband is Indian descent. So we would be in KL for every Deepa Valley. Oh, okay. uh, so yeah, we, we dated many years before and we got married many years before we moved definitely here. So mm -hmm. I did a lot of trips. Mm -hmm. Um we got married in Paris because one of my family members was very ill and couldn't travel anymore. But originally, we were supposed to have the big wedding in KL. Yeah. Indian uh, wedding is very, very, you know, colorful and lots of yes. dancing and nice food and all that stuff. I've, I've been to a few and it's a beautiful wedding, actually. It would have been something amazing. Instead of that, we had a very boring wedding. Western wedding with uh -huh. only a few guests, which my mommy law couldn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I always, always think that you know, it's not about the wedding ceremony; it's about the whole marriage. Um, yes. Reason being, when during my wedding, we had to invite a lot of people, and most of those people who came are actually my parents' friends. We only know like few people and few tables, um, so I. I'll, I told I told my parents like okay you know since I'm the eldest like you handle the guest I'll just handle my dress <laughs> right it's not really your wedding it's as well your parents I mean yeah family, family it's a family affair yeah. thing yeah family affair I totally get that too yeah so um sometimes you just you know during the the wedding I I, I told I told my mom like um okay I'm just gonna I'm not gonna, you know, be the bridezilla or I'm not gonna stress myself with the wedding. So we'll divide yes. <laughs> whatever responsibility that we have. Yeah. So uh, you, you said that you have your, uh, your kids in Hong Kong before moving here. How, how old are your kids? My kids are now older, I guess, uh, 10 and tw my twins are 10 and my oldest is gonna be 12. Oh, you um, have a twin. I so know. Nice. I'm the lucky mother of three daughters. Um, and uh, and then when I created this the hive, mm -hmm. now you don't realize it. But when you think about it, it's insane. Um, uh -huh. My twins were three and my oldest was five. Okay. So it's very young family. Oh, yes. I can imagine. Yeah. Like, but, like I can relate to that because um, my... Uh, I have a five-year-old and I have a two-year-old. Well, right. turning two, and that that the youngest one is, yeah, I know yeah, what. Yeah, so and you're creating, you're launching a big media platform yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah, so, and now we're yeah. yeah we're starting this um you know uh, business and all that stuff, and I'm having to juggle, um you know being at the office, 
picking them up from school, daycare and all that stuff. I have to make sure that I finish work on time so I can pick um, the kids up. And that is a huge job itself. Like how did you manage? Thankfully for me, what saved me, because when you have very young kids and at at the time they were obviously very young, um, you do need, of course they had school, uh, but you do need help. And thankfully for me, uh, or nanny whose family really, who's from the Philippines, mm. um, Joanna, she came with us from Hong Kong. She decided oh, to stay with so the family nice. and yeah. keep the same position. Uh-huh. So when we moved from Hong Kong to KL, she, dis- she, she chose to stay with us, which is very fortunate. Mm. So I had a big support, someone I could absolutely trust. And mm. as mother of any young um children will tell you on top of it when you're launching a business there's no hours everything is like uh for me when I launched the hive it was such a big concept you know we were I was launching a new zero waste concept store that didn't even exist in Southeast Asia Mm -hmm. Uh, don't get me wrong ignorance is bliss I didn't know how big it was going to (coughs) become but you know you start small and then it grows it's like a snowballing um yeah and and, and I had, a, if I didn't have Joanna, I would not be where I am now, for sure. Yeah, I think, I think having, having um, people to support or to assist you really does, uh, does help, right? Yeah. And um, what I call this. And you and- trust blindly, mainly. I do trust her blindly. So I don't have to worry so much on the kids' well-being. And I know they're happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as a parent you really feel like okay I can concentrate otherwise you can't if you don't have it true true uh, I, I can concentrate on my task this is what I have to accomplish today mm-hmm. on top of it it forces you you know the expression if you need something to be done give it to a busy mom it forces <laughs> you yeah yeah okay I'm extreme <laughs> extra yes and that is true because you know for me I have to be so so organized I, mm-hmm. I, I if it's not on my calendar it doesn't exist you know it's like everything is on the calendar yeah um, everything is on my uh, planning work planning corporate mm-hmm. I mean with all my colleagues uh, Calendly as well is very important my mm-hmm. my lists are very important so I'm extremely organized but I need the support system and for the children um, obviously being parent of young mm-hmm. kids Mm-hmm. that needed to be installed and um it's it has to be strong as any colleagues you need to trust them blindly uh and 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 so we we never thank enough of those um of fantastic nanny we have mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and who are foundation for everything of course if the kids are not happy nothing can work around. i mean obviously yeah I, I like it when you mention about um trust right yeah so how do you build trust um, with your your team or anybody that is assisting you? I mean, at Ooh. home, I'm, uh, Joanna is your team member, your co-host. Yes, yeah, and, and, and at the it, office, it, yeah. yeah. My husband is part of the team too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have Joanna who makes everything working in the family, like grocery cleaning cooking Mm -hmm. kids making sure the kids are and she would tell me kids have arrived at home you know because they're being dropped by school bus and stuff like that so I know everybody's 
working so I can focus on my task and I can focus efficiently because I'm going to tell myself I have two hours to finish everything and then I have to go. Um, wow. So you can't, you know, you're super duper focused when you give yourself time. Yeah. Um, uh, and then for the team, uh, let me tell you, you know, as we say, the nerve of the war, you can have the best product or the best service in the world. If you do not have the colleagues team to work with, you won't be selling for long. Mm -hmm. um, so the Hive is now six years old. Um, it's, I can talk forever about that subject too. It took me six years to know, to be where we are now. Mm -hmm. I, I really believe I have an amazing, amazing team now, but it's, it's been through a lot of trials and error. I made many mistakes on hiring and now I'm much better at high on the hiring process. Uh -huh. And I have the we have a whole system now at the high from again from experience, uh -huh. and I gave to my number two and the number two and number three of the company I gave uh -huh. them company shares. Oh, wow! So okay. I gave them company shares after five years of company and multiple years for their from from both of them after working with the company and when the trust got established and the I trust. See. Uh, the vision, the dedication were established. I'm like, I think you guys deserve company shares and you need, we're obviously an SME, a small SME. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're giving uh, the company so much. I feel like you need to really, it's not just for the money. It yeah. has to be bigger than that. So you need to have shares to really feel like you're part of it and yeah. to give, not to give more because they were already giving me more, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. to really feel like this is yours. Yeah, there's the, a the sense of ownership because that's right. When, uh, when they feel that, hey, I'm, this is my bread and butter as well. It's yeah. not something that I just clock in to yeah. my work, clock out. Uh, whatever happens got nothing to do with me so now there's something at stake if I don't perform or if I don't um, do anything for the company I would not you know reap what I uh, you know what I saw or something like that right so it's it's really interesting that you actually um, do that and um, when did they get their company shares after how many years um okay both of them came around the same time but probably after three four years four years so they are the founding uh team of hive no they okay. were not part of the founding team of the hive okay uh they came probably one 18 months after the hive was okay. probably launched but you know i started alone so it's a whole process right i I started by myself, alone, alone. Oh, wow. That was actually the, 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 the next question I wanted to ask. Like, you know, when you started, you don't even have any staff. Staff. No. How many no products you, 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 pro, uh, you sell at So time? when I started, it sounds very insane, the journey, because I didn't know anything. I was new to Malaysia. I, hmm. I never worked in retail in my life. I was always in production. Okay. I'm an economist by trade. So hmm. I was in production or I was in ad agency, marketing, those kind of things. So hmm. I never worked in retail before. And, but I've been living zero waste for since 2010. And I, I thought it was important to bring it to the Southeast Asian market since I mm. couldn't find it as a consumer. This is how it started. So mm -hmm. just to let you know how it started. A typical entrepreneurship. 
I've been myself living zero waste since 2010 in Hong Kong. And I had my system, you know, when you live in that kind of world, you know where to buy your products. And, and when I moved to KL in 15, I created the Facebook page, Zero Waste Kuala Lumpur, because I wanted to ask people, where do you buy your organic vegetables for without the packaging? You know, where is your mm-hmm. organic farmer? At the time, it was still very, still very complicated. And it's still to this day, to a certain extent complicated to source all your zero waste product and you know it was more depending on what you want you want circular economy you really want the lowest carbon emission so you want your organic farmer to be like all organic farmer is from Seminier so Mm -hmm. it's reasonable we get all our veggies 50 kilometers away from the city Um, and and this is our way of life so I started this page and then I could tell a lot of people were like me they wanted to be you know, they, they wanted to have a different lifestyle that fitted more what they envisioned their life to be, but they couldn't source a product. Uh, so this is how I'm like, you know what? I never thought to myself, I don't know anything. I've never been here. Who has a pretension to say, hey, mm-hmm. I'm going to come here. I, I don't know anything about the city. Or I, I, I started the first job because I lived in Bangsa. So I didn't know even where, where, you would have asked me um, another neighborhood. I probably didn't know that neighborhood yet. I lived in that neighborhood. <laughs> and that's a, the beginner's luck. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how it started because I lived there. I knew that neighborhood. There might have been a better location somewhere else, but I didn't know. <laughs> so, 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 that's what... so if you can't find it, make it yourself. Right. That's right. Typical entrepreneurship here, yeah. niche in the market. I need those products. I couldn't source them in Malaysia. And mm-hmm. um, those were daily products. I'm talking about solid shampoo, solid mm-hmm. soap, you know, things you, you use on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Obviously, all the feminine uh, sustainable care, which is very important to us. I mean, this is our uh, other subjects as well and why it matters to us. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, all the food need to be organic or as much as possible, local when we could, uh, package free. Um, mm-hmm. All those things need to be in the equation. Then, you know, it's give and take. You can't always find the perfect combo. Like you can't always get organic food, but made in Malaysia. So it has to be as well coming from other places. Of course, we live in a tropical country. Yeah, you can't yeah. expect to have dry food, you know. You, you have abundance in tropical country of wet food, like vegetables, fruits, 365 days a year, you have, you can get a supply of fresh, yeah. um, an abundance of fresh uh, fruits and vegetables. Yeah. Um, whereas in more temperate climates, you won't have this abundance uh, all year round. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, um, you can't grow much cereals, which you need as well in your diet because mm-hmm. it rots too, so easily due to, again, the rain, the mm-hmm. daily rain. Mm-hmm. So uh, you need cereals from more temperate climate, but you, you know, so you give and take here and there. Yeah. And this is how the hive started. So, and but I started, I was mm-hmm. alone for a really long time. Now I can't remember how long, how long did I stay alone for. And then quickly I hired someone who was really an angel. I hired someone, but only for a few hours to help me take care of the, to be the cashier and take care of the customers because I couldn't do, there was a point where I couldn't be the person in the store welcoming yeah. the customers, doing the cashier, doing inventory, doing supplying, I mean, yeah. sourcing. Uh, packaging, doing everything. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. 
and you can imagine. I can. Uh, so quickly, I guess after once I had a bit of money, I probably hired someone part time. Mm -hmm. became ultimately full-time mm -hmm. uh, and um, her name is Joy uh, but unfortunately she went back to the Philippine pre-pandemic on holiday and she hasn't been back oh. ever since yeah she's been stuck um, and um, and Joy was with on my number two for until just pre-pandemic time just till 2020 Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, and then we hired someone else and then as we grow you know this is but it was very baby steps and it was very very humble beginning really mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, what we call this you mentioned something about uh, pandemic right so it started in 2015 you went alone starting to 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 grow and all that stuff and of course um you know business they don't grow overnight and all that stuff and then after that um I think 2015, you'd probably be in your teen years in terms of business yeah. <laughs> lifespan, right? Um, but yeah, 2020, we hit with the pandemic. So yes. the past two years, what, 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 um, what do you call this? Did it really affect your business? So the past, so what happened to us is I officially launched a company in early 2016. Okay. <laughs> because I came end of 20, uh, 2015. Uh, I came for the back to school, so September. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then I launched officially the Hive and I opened it um, as a corporate um, in early 2016. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But uh, for two years, it was really education, 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 talking about the project. And I had many people who helped me along the way because a lot of people in the community uh, the green community wanted making sure I survive because mm. of course I came like the Martian, right? Okay. I, I was launching this concept which didn't exist before. No yeah. one has heard about circular economy. Zero waste was still unknown, an unknown term back in at those times. Now zero waste, everybody understands that term. Yeah. There back then it didn't exist. Circular economy was very foreign to everyone. Mm -hmm. composting edible gardening buying zero waste secondhand clothes all those concepts were still in the air so it was a center of like the hive was the center of all those concepts and a lot of people gravitated around the hive and my myself and came to help me uh volunteering uh, and now they became dear friend of mine because i had marina marisa perry i had I had Caroline Lowe, all of us female who, and, and guys, of course, who helped me. Habia Gill is a big help to me, mm -hmm. mainly on the composting and edible gardening side of things. They came to me volunteering saying, how can we help you? We, we like what you do. Um, and as a community, we want to, to assist you. So they helped me a lot, a lot in guidance and giving me time because I was really by myself. You can't do, it's such a big concept mm -hmm. and it's hard to see what, you have to stick, you have to throw spaghetti at the wall and see which one sticks, right? Because yeah. not all of them are going to stick, right? At this yeah. stage. Yeah. So you try a few things, you see what works, what doesn't work. But as a company, it's very expensive, you know, to, to try, see what works, what customers appreciate. And so for the first two years, it was education and getting the company the, and the community mainly growing, mm -hmm, how to mm -hmm. grow the community. Yeah. So the first two years were really hard, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. I don't see it as hard. 
when you ask me, I love it. Uh, I love those two years of innocence and bliss because it was business, but it was not big business. It was very small amount of money uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, at the time. And I didn't really care. I already had my business plan. I'm like, if I lose the money, I lose the money. It was not a massive amount of my retirement fund, let's just say. Okay. Um, so I was more exploring it. So it was more exhausting on exploring and giving time and talking. Uh, but at the same time, it was feeding me on energy too. So I, I love that time. Yeah. Then we started to grow. Okay. Then we like started to, okay, let's have a concept store with other partners. So we started to have different kind of business entities. So it was not just the Hive. It was the Hive and five other partners. Ah. And we started to have those other kind of concept stores, but being part of something a, a bit different in malls. Mm-hmm. Then we started to have the Hive store on its own in different malls. But then I wanted to do malls and I wanted to do residential area. I wanted to be a bit like, so we would target all kinds of markets. Mm-hmm. Uh, and once I knew a little bit more about KL, I could do more zoning and figure it out which one was best to allocate our stores, right? What neighborhood was good. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then we were in full expansion. Mm-hmm. And we were about... I mean, I'm shocked. We were about to open a seven store. One month later, we were opening the seven store when um, we got in lockdown. So (gasps) April 2020, what would have been our seven store? Oh. A seventh location. Okay. And then when we started the lockdown, I was not panicking. I, I mean, we, as any business owner, Mm-hmm. You are in, a, you freeze, <laughs> then you go in a fittest yeah. position, then you 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 get yourself up again because you're like, okay, I need to make sure I pay everybody at the end of the month. We don't yeah. lose too much money, and I pay all my rental in my warehouse and everything, all the fixed costs. But it was then the next the the following six to twelve months was were horrible. When I'm saying horrible, were horrible. I can only imagine. Um, it was yeah. like an issue which you couldn't anticipate after another. We had no more containers. We had, we, because I mean, obviously no one, no, we couldn't even deliver products because we had nothing to put the products in, you know? And uh, we were only working with Grab. Grab takes 25 to 30%. It's all yeah, our money. Yeah. It's all yeah. our profits. So we were making revenue, but no profit. Okay. And, but you need to survive. And all of a sudden on the production line, you had me, the accountant, the head mm-hmm. of marketing. We were packing, packing, packing because we were all orders were, oh, we were not, a, uh, we were always working customers coming to our customer, uh, to us. We were never a, fa- a company who would be sending products outside. So yeah, we didn't have yeah. the packaging. We didn't have all of this. But all of a sudden, our only revenue came from orders. Mm. <laughs> so, we need yeah. to survive, but and no, yeah, because everyone so like can't go out. Estima, oh my god, I would take my Toyota Estima, I would pack at the end of the day all the orders for Bangsa, Damansara Height, TTDI, SS2, and I would be driving for three hours and do all the delivery, the big delivery by myself, thanking every customer from very far away because everybody was scared of stuff. I would go home exhausted. Uh, and wiped out and uh, to 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 just survive so that was surviving and then we had to close we had landlords who were we had amazing landlords who were like how can we make sure we survive both of us 
Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, we agree on this amount of rent for the next rent for the next three months, and then we we assess again. Okay, mm -hmm. and they're like, agree, agree, agree. And you had some the stores were closed, and they're like, we we want hundred percent. So you're like maybe for a few months but let's assume it lasts as we did for us 24 months how are we going to do um so this is where the big big decision because you know when you open the store you give so much love you give so much time so much mm -hmm. care yeah it's, yeah yeah it becomes emotional and it's like oh my god i gave so much work i put so much work so much money so much time I was sweeping the floor, you know, and now you're asking me for 100% and the store is closed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Then you have to make the, I, you need to make a decision and you don't know. It's like, damn you if you do, damn you if you don't. You, yeah. Because you don't know, you, you can't tell what the future will be. Yeah. But they made the decision for me. I'm, now I'm thankful they said, okay, we want 100%. Because then I'm like, then we have to close. Okay. We're finishing. Keep the deposit. We're out. Okay. Oh, so they and kept the now, deposit as well? Oh, they kept everything. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. That's loss. That's it. Loss, loss, loss after loss. Mm. But now, oh, my God. I can't explain to you where we, we are in such a good space. Financially, <laughs> it's still bad. Financially, okay. it's still bad. But the okay. weight of the, because we had such heavy cost. Okay. Our fixed cost was so high. You can imagine six about to have a seven store between uh, rentals those big heavy contract employees it's mm -hmm. a massive amount of people working for you at this stage you need employees to make sure just to make sure the stores are running well between each other inventory mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. you need to have a special lorry i mean it's like insane just restocking all the stores then i'm like okay we have to obviously change the business model totally. And because it's about, it was going to stay longer than expected. And now we are such like, we were doing only one business. We were brick and mortar. That's what the hive was. And mm -hmm. brick and mortar, brick and mortar. We loved our customers coming in, having the relationship, the experience mm -hmm. coming to your store. But now it's like B2B, marketplace. We are in the USA. We're about to enter the French market on B2B as well. Oh, nice. Uh, it's like the diversification and not having all your eggs in the same basket. You're like, ah, although the revenue is still not it, what it was before mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. the margins are, are all depending on which platform you're selling on, if it's a store, if it's anything. But mm -hmm. it's... It, you feel like so much more in control and uh -huh. you feel like you are a smaller team because of course we are a smaller team than what we were, mm -hmm. but we are a smaller team, but we are much, much faster, much more agile. Mm, mm, mm. I can mention that it's in control. <laughs> so <laughs> it is in control, as uh, yeah. you said. And actually in the, what we call this, how I can relate to this when you mentioned about um, when you had to close down some brick and mortar store, and you felt that relief it's it's similar to how you downsize your things um con marry your stuff yes <laughs> right so there are some things actually like uh, i mean in these days have i mean it's still relevant to have a brick and mortar store because like you mentioned yeah. you love to see customers coming in and those customers that come in are part of the community actually Correct. Right? it's not like those 
I come into the shop just to get whatever whatever I need. Those who comes to this shop are those like-minded people, those people yeah. who who are the green people who who also wants to live a zero waste life. So it's like it's like a community. So there's like it's a sense of community itself. Um, but you know, I think what you mentioned about you know um, the ability to diversify and taking up opportunity um, through the, the the crisis that we have we faced in the the past two years um I, I actually enjoy listening to that story because you know it's like yeah you're opening a store and then like ah, oh, you're expanding and then like oh no you're it's like a it's like a movie right you know like you have the the high plot and then the the the, the low plot and then the critical plot and all that stuff and then um i'd like to also mention that i i, I know that you the hive was actually uh, uh, awarded the United Nation Award, right? In 2018, yeah. am I correct? That's, oh, maybe 2017? 17, okay. yeah. I forgot now. That's true. <laughs> and actually, it was not the hive, it was me. Oh, it's you. <laughs> okay. Wow, congratulations. But from my work at the hive, but it was a personal one. Okay, uh, okay. So I, 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 I'm like, I was really obviously surprised, and but I'm, I I wanted to cry because this is when it rea you realize that's that's true. It was so much work, you know. Like <laughs> you don't realize it because you're always in the grind, and that's true. Yeah. We we did change the landscape. We yes. did change, and many things started there because we had all those minds community center of all those minds meeting mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and we accomplished quite when you look back we mm -hmm. we we launched movements yeah 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 i think that's the thing right it's like it's not just about the business right and i, I like it when you mentioned that oh you you know I, i'm just new here in malaysia but i i don't wait for 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 things to to run i just i just go i just do it um and you know you're in a way it's like well that's quite risky you know like how would you know that there will be some communities of people who would wanna you know um buy a zero waste thing right so for full disclosure i actually when you mentioned about you know during lockdown there's a lot of orders you have to pack and everything actually i started buying um your product during lockdown i uh i bought the menstrual cup by the hive <laughs> i i shifted um from i think during that lockdown it actually gave us the time to sort of like reflect what actually made me want to go uh, change, uh, I mean, I don't change 100%, but mm. basically work in progress to, um, to be more environmentally conscious or environmentally friendly, is that when we were in lockdown, the world kind of healed, right? The, what I call this, um, the air is much better, uh, plants are growing but i mean i think there was some pictures yeah. that actually uh, went online and i was like hey yeah you know um we have been you know uh doing a lot of bad things to the earth 
right. uh, why not you know uh, do something so that is when I started to like you know go on um, googling and all that stuff and then uh, I, I've, I've heard about menstrual cup before you know uh, and then that's when I actually uh, went to your store online and then get my first product and then after that that was my first product and then after that um, slowly I shifted to um, soap bar soap shampoo conditioner shampoo and yeah you are right we do not have that much options um, in Malaysia so in a way um, thanks to the hive we actually it started that sort of like a uh, uh, market right and right. Um, yeah I mean in cyber jaya itself um, where I'm where we are now we actually have one zero waste um, shop here but I'm not so sure if that um, business actually sustain because every time when I go when I see it's like it, it that, there's no one there so I'm not so sure if it's doing really well um, probably I should go and check out whether there it's pretty doing well then that's my question my next question whether Malaysia um, in general I mean I know you have that community uh, but in Malaysia in general are they ready to be a you know, a consumer for zero waste products? Listen, um, I, first of all, every listener here who is in Sabajaya should visit the zero waste store. I do not know what they're <laughs> called, but yeah. just Google it. I'm sure it's easy to find Yeah, because we need to make sure it survives um, yeah. just for the better of the community. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, when I started it, but it's often the case. People told me it will never work because the, mm. yes, the Southeast Asian market was not ready for it already. When you have more in more mature market, it was not already an easy business to be in, right? Mm. It's mm. always, I mean, no business is easy to be in, to be honest, mm. but that's already challenging because you're working to it with a niche community. Mm. Uh, I knew that, and but I was thinking, you know, here, because I created the Zero Waste Kuala Lumpur page, and we were already thousands of followers and active member. Now the page is totally sleepy. I haven't fed it for years. I, I, I think since I started the hype, probably. Yeah. Um, but I, I think because I, I felt confident that I was not going to be the only customers, you know, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when yeah. I started. Yeah. And, um, and then I, there, there was obviously you have all the food section, but as well you have. For, for me, I'm absolutely fascinated by female uh, condition and female any female oriented issues and products. Mm-hmm. So I focused from the very beginning on sustainable feminine care, mm. and because we were the we were we we, we I think we are the largest uh, reusable uh, sanitary pads company in Malaysia. We are definitely the first uh, menstrual cup in Malaysia. We we launched the first menstrual cup. We're very proud to say the Hivet yeah. is Malaysia's first menstrual cup. I mean, when I, I, I launched the menstrual cup, people told me that will never work because it's a conservative market. The, the product is so unknown. You have the whole education process to do, which takes a lot of time marketing-wise, money-wise. Mm-hmm. And... 
because I love that product so much and I could see that it, it benefited people for so many reasons, not just environmentally, but it was freedom of female. It was as well financial freedom because you buy it once, it's <clears throat> quite reasonable, and then you save so much money. I was like, we're targeting every kind of market. And you can be in a little kampung in the middle of nowhere, you're still going to save money. So just the economical sense of it, make, you know, people will buy it. Yeah. Um, uh, and so it is risky, but I went slowly. Um, and the community grew with us. Customers followed us, the crazy vision we had. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. Um, but let me tell you, all our locations were working. We were profitable. Mm -hmm. Pandemic. Uh, so it was a bit heartbreaking to see it because even now, even our current location, we obviously have much less customers. We have much more customers uh, online. Uh, and online you have, so you have the cost of the rental cost plus the cost of your staff taking care of the stores. Mm -hmm. But on top of it, now you have less walk-in, but you have more orders, mm -hmm. online orders from different marketplaces or online. Mm -hmm. And those have additional costs too. So all of a sudden, the revenue might be the same, but the profit is much lower than pre-pandemic time. So different issues, which we are working around yeah. right now. Uh, but to go back to your uh, question, it is risky. But if you, I mean, for listeners who are doing other, who want to launch other businesses, you start small uh, yeah. and you grow the community. Uh, now we have a massive uh, pebble in our shoe because we had 24 months of really difficult time. Mm -hmm. uh, and on top of it, now we are entering, I mean, we're still in COVID time, but we're entering a, a, a recession. So um, it's it's we are we're going to be i think in a survival mode for another two years mm. so for companies it's not easy time really uh it's going to be four years or five years if it takes a bit longer of really struggle yeah. and a young company like the hive was only six years over the so one third of their time life uh you know experience is already super struggling uh like really um facing economical uh, i mean tough economical times but now yeah we need to survive i know we will survive because our customers um obviously love the products we do and the quality is there and the, the, we're trying to really keep it reasonably priced as much as possible mm -hmm. although on april 1st we had a big announcement saying we are increasing the food had to increase mm -hmm. um because we were eating too much on a margin um but it is hard but every business is going to be hard right now yeah. yeah it is a fact um and but the community as well is growing so, yeah. so even though the community is growing people are more concerned about environmental i mean carbon emission uh and but at the same time they have less income disposable income so mm -hmm. you need to find a way to balance it all out i I believe in the market here and I believe um, there is a, a, I mean, there is a space for everyone. So, so if listeners are, have a good idea and they are in Borneo and they're thinking about doing start small, start with your community, give to the community, the community will give you back. Yeah. I've noticed this for me. We've done so much for the community, but the community has given us so much back mm -hmm. uh, on time, on 
education on everything. It's been amazing. Um, it's obviously not a job where you're going to get rich. Uh, it's really a honorable work. Let's yeah. Just yeah. It's, 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 it's basically part of the values that you, you believe in, um, the passion that you have and the lifestyle that you want to lead um in as an example as well and this is what i can uh gather it and and the part I, I like the part where you mentioned that you know you you gotta give to in order to receive to in order to receive yeah uh, you don't necessarily you give to a a will give back um there will be a lot of other ways that you receive um blessings or receive opportunities right so yeah. I, I I really like to to have uh, to to hear from that mindset too because even in the book uh, in the contribution chapter this is basically what what uh, what we mentioned right and you know um, in the word of uh, what we call this uh, there's actually a quote uh, from Tony Robbins maybe I'll 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 check it out a bit later um, sure. where uh, what we call this uh, you. <laughs> happiness is when you give right agree yeah so um that said like having to go through all this right the ups and downs in the business are you happy <laughs> okay it is not for the faint-hearted and okay. often i'm taken back because i have i have this community for me it's not just the the green community it's the business community it's a female entrepreneur community so many communities actually intertwining each other yeah i had a girlfriend who has a business she has a soap business soap and business yeah she has a soap business she's importing mm -hmm. a soap beautiful soap from australia her name is hong mei she has the olive tree business and we were chatting ah, we yeah 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 okay i love her okay. and we we chat often we discuss often uh i mean and we've been working together since olive tree launched because i love the product so much uh, mm -hmm. and and hongmi just it, it took me back what did she say she said you are so not courageous but something like that because i never let go i'm like a pit bull i oh. never let go okay Okay. So it can be a quality as it can be a default. I'm not sure. Uh, but uh, it, it, I, she's like, yeah, you, you, I don't let go. And, and right now it's very, very hard. But I think, and I wish people would talk more. Um, because, and business owner will talk uh, more as well. Right now, every business in Malaysia is having a really hard time. Yeah, yeah. That is guaranteed. Any F&B or any retail, any business that is not in services, I would say, uh -huh. uh, is having a really, really hard time. Mm -hmm. And they need really support. Uh, mentally as well, um, uh, because mentally it's very heavy. Mm -hmm. uh, and mentally and obviously financially. Mm, 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 because the financial burden is very high uh because for us at the hive let me tell you i didn't do any salary count Cut. Oh, okay i couldn't uh, uh our staff is not making a ton of money 
and they are all breadwinner, of course, and their family, even if they're young, the family depends on their income. Uh, so the only salary cut was mine. Okay. I didn't cut anybody else. Wow. So it's very heavy financially. And, and some other friends who have company told me that's suicide. But literally... That's the I mean, sacrifice that you have to make. Who makes 5K or 6K and they have family members who depend on them. You know what I mean? You yeah, can't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Basically, it's a, it, it, it's a sacrifice from, from, from your part. Um, but that's where I, I really wish we had more help, uh, governmental help. Uh, yeah. And yeah. the government uh, agreed to help us, but only for people who made a small amount of money, not for the higher. But I'm like... Even if you make a little bit more money above the, 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 the whatever the government offers, it's still not enough for a family to live on. Yeah, yeah, especially in the, 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 the what we call this, the city area, you know? Yeah. Um, living cost is really, really high and everyone's really high. struggling, right? And, and unfortunately, I often in our team, we're all female pretty much. Yeah. Uh, but they are all... Um, uh, yeah, they, they're not the breadwinner, um, but they, their family, their parents, their siblings depend on them. Okay, okay. So it's a bit unfair. It's a lot of yeah. weight. It's a lot of financial, of, I mean, emotionally, it's a lot. So uh, to be honest, I want my team to be happy. I want them to be focused on work and not to worry too much. You know, there's already a lot to worry about. Yeah. And yeah. I, I couldn't, and I, I don't want to lose them either because I, I train them. It's a selfish reason too. Huh? It's for everything. Yeah. I'm like, I trained them for years. Uh, they know they do a very good job. I can't lose them. I can't, I, I can't get. Mm. So, so that's a situation. Uh, you have a fantastic store manager. You don't want to lose them. Mm-hmm. They know all your customers name, you know, it's something you can't touch. Yeah. 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 So and it's, some people will say, yeah, but they won't find another job. They won't leave you. But there will be resentment. There will be, they understand they have to do sacrifice for the company, but they have children. They need money. I, yeah. the, At the, the end need- of the day, they, 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 had, they had, if, let's say, they had to, they had to make difficult decision for sure. Um, but, you know, um, I mean, it's, it's commendable or what, 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 what you did you know, in terms of... Time will tell you, tell me if it's the right decision or not. Okay. But right now, financially, it's very, very heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and um, making sure everybody got a salary just to pay rental and food and whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. to pay to go on holiday. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> but just but I, 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 I would, keeping I would, the light on. Yeah. But I, I think I, I would remain optimistic um uh i think when 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 i when i when i read about your 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 company and uh your your stores right um your the 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 placement of your stores um yeah. are actually i would consider it a strategic because the yeah. placement no of we're your doing actually to be honest no we're doing we, we i can't i can't say too much because times are tough but we're yeah, doing yeah. okay because yeah. we're giving we have fidelity point we have the community yes we have discount yes. days we have we give so much uh yes so we make sure that we 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 retain our customers yeah uh, yeah so i think it's 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 all also about um 
I think people are more and more be, becoming more conscious about about this. People are more yeah. educated about about this because from the way I see it as a consumer, um, for me to have this kind of lifestyle, I I'm I would like to see more um, more of this kind of business in the market. Um, reason being is that if there's more, then uh, people have uh, you know people will buy it because yeah. people buy from you know um, non-zero waste products. Like for example, people buy um, you know small packets of things in a uh, beans in a small packets because simply because it's 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 convenient to 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 just get one packet and all that stuff um uh, and then what we call this if let's say a village grocer or jaya grocer now do that concept of just get what you need and uh especially the the the, the beans and all that stuff i mean it's yeah. like how people will take um the the onion and then weigh it and all, all that yeah. stuff so try to do it for all of the products not right yeah and then like you know uh actually actually we do we do that we do that um i mean when i go back to my hometown uh going to the market basically everything is loose the the the, the, the vegetables the fresh vegetable is actually loose it's just that you know you just say how much you want and then they'll just put it in the um, plastic but right. people um and i think more and more authorities um, are like, for example, now in Klang Valley, it's, um, I mean, you see that people actually do not use um, plastics any, um, much, right. right? Because, yeah, They're 20 more cents. conscious about the plastic waste. Yeah, yeah. it's so true. We are much more conscious. And I think with the Rive has a bit to say <laughs> about that. But <laughs> 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 I have a bit to do about that. Yeah. We are more conscious. But at the same time, we still have a massive issue of single-use plastic. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. for some reason, I do not know why. Malaysia has a, one of the highest as a consumption of single-use plastic in the world. So yes. I think it's because we have delicious food everywhere. And, yes. and we do take out, we don't even cook at home. Yes. And we yes. do take out for breakfast, lunch, and dinner and yes. snacks. Yes. So it creates a huge issue and uh, it, it really stresses our sewer system and this is why it's part of it's a partial reason why the flooding is so severe we try and, oh yeah the sewers are clogged yeah. with plastic containers bottles yeah. containers plastic bags stuff and yeah. they obviously overflowed uh, there is no more uh, smooth uh, uh, water distribution yeah. Um, and it's part as well, of course, of deforestation and the soil not being able to absorb the water anymore, all those kind of things. But yes, but yes. definitely the the single use plastic is a massive issue. I mean, and we've seen the heavy flooding recently. I mean, of course, it rains a lot, which is yes, an yes. issue. But at the same time, the rain has nowhere to go. So yeah, that's yes. you can't you can't um, stop the rain, but obviously you can actually do something about the you know the the sewage system, the waste management. Um, yes, the waste management is to be changed and the way yes. we consume, even if we change the waste, man- waste management and we make it more efficient and we have more recycling, more, uh, more, yes, everything, 
we need to change the way we consume. We need to start at the source and the, we are the problem, the way we consume. So Agreed. the hive is there to educate, to give you ideas and how to lower your waste. We give you mm -hmm. products as well, which are reusable, uh, which we haven't thought necessarily about before, which is cool uh, because, you know, like, yeah, the menstrual cup, like you're using all of a sudden there's no more plastic pads. And the plastic pads, let's not forget, it comes with the plastic strips. Plastic uh, to strips. It comes with a wrapping around it. If it's individual, yes. it's wrapped. It comes with a box and it's been shipped in a, in a lorry. It's been stored. It comes from a factory. I'm not sure where. So all those kind of things. And it's plastic. And then and you buy that every month. Every month. So just a cup. It's a silicone cup made in USA, by the way. And then it's like, <laughs> yeah. and it's in your closet for the next 10 years and you're set. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. all of a sudden you remove a huge amount of waste. So we give you all these little tools, which really adds up at the end. And on top of it, it's economical. You, you have, you're like, you don't have to think about it. It's in your closet. You don't have to think, oh, let me buy some pads. No. Yes, um, yes, yes. I, I mean, like now I, I don't, I don't have to put <laughs> my pads in in my bag anymore. Right. Um, what I call this, uh, all I do is I just go to the toilet and uh, unload the, <laughs> the liquid and then put it back in. Um, I don't have to, you know, um, wrap it. Okay, so with yeah. pads, you have to wrap it with tissues and everything. Yeah, which is a how, waste. It's yeah. a waste. It's a waste. It's definitely a waste. And I tell you, like, my personal experience is that I, I don't know why, but I don't have menstrual cramp when I use menstrual cup. I, I, I'm not sure why. A lot of people are telling me this. And as well, a lot of people who used to have, uh, you know, a little rash around that oh, yeah, area yeah, yeah, yeah. Have with the plastic. So it has to do probably something with what's in that. Uh, yes, in the past. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Either they're... Another they're Check as yes. well for baby diapers. Baby diapers are the yes. same kind. I think it's the same manufacturer. Yeah, the same kind of chemicals who absorb all the liquid. Liquids, yes. But at yes. the same time, you put the chemicals so close to your body. It's yes. a very thin layer of skin there. Yeah, it absorbs everything. Yeah, and 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 that is the part of the body that is very sensitive with the pH of. Very value, true. Yeah, yeah. And then the, so, the, the temperature and all that stuff. Yeah, That's the most me, sensitive I'm not area. a scientist. I can't tell where that comes yeah. from. But it's it's just common sense when you put all those chemicals for so long in a yeah. hot and wet environment. Yeah, it, yeah. It's not so good. So yeah. here, yeah, the product is on its own as well is relieving a lot of those issues that as female we have. I mean, our reproductive system is so yes. complex. Yeah. Yes. Uh, um, that, uh, yes, it removes a lot of issue. And the number one thing is the rashes, really. Yeah. Um, now, you know, it's interesting that we're talking about this now, um, because in your website, uh, I saw that you have a project um, yeah. called the Freedom Flow Project. Uh, That's and my it's baby. about, yeah, yeah. And it's about um, the, the, the menstrual, oh, female hygiene. Um, yeah related to the female hygiene products, right? So, so tell yeah. me more about that. Tell us Thank more about that. Thank you for asking. This is my baby. We launched it a couple of years ago mm -hmm, with mm -hmm. the team. And again, we have female team. We are very committed and we are very angry. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, you so don't launched... mess with women. <laughs> no, so it's 
combo of Aida, Azima, Norai, and Balkis. Okay, why are you angry? What is it that you guys are angry about? Uh, period poverty is a big issue for us. So period, period poverty, poverty for people okay. who haven't heard of it. Period poverty is for some of us who cannot afford uh, pads or tampons during our, uh, during our period. Uh. Typical mother will give everything to their uh, partner and children before taking care of themselves. Uh, yeah, yeah. So what we will do is if we can't afford those necessities, which are very much necessities. We will have dirty rags, uh, mm-hmm. dried leaves, yeah. barks, all those nasty things, just to oh. make sure. So because of because obviously you're still menstruating. Yes, so we yes. will use all this unhygienic, uh, really. Uh, yeah. Anything who will collect the blood, right? And yeah. who will keep you moving. So uh, obviously, we have many, many issues, and the Hive is focusing on that issue. That's our pet project. Period poverty in New- mm-hmm. in Malaysia should be eradicated. And, and we've been, so 5% of all the sales of our cups and pads are donated mm-hmm. here to uh-huh. urban or country uh, low-income community. Uh, I see. We work on both sides. Uh, and we do have those donations. Unfortunately, we started right pre, 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 uh, pre-pandemic time. And then uh, during the pandemic, I mean, all the villages, we wanted to reach some Asli villages. We can reach all, you know, nothing was moving. And, but anyway, so, but any, everything now is back in, in order and, and uh-huh. doing well. Uh, but that's really our pet project and uh, not even pet project. It's like, what you know have companies you need to focus on one issue and this yes. is yes and at the hive we want to focus on so many issues single-use plastic like, but now for the past few years we're very dedicated we are we're like we're launching the freedom flow project that's what we do and uh-huh. that and so if anyone who's listening to this uh, podcast is um thinking oh my corporate would like to contribute to that project let's uh-huh. do it together Mm-hmm. contact us because okay. um we work with many many different ngo okay and uh together we work on distribution on education and making sure um because of course everything we give for us it's a lot of money mm-hmm. uh and we, we have to make sure they're being used mm-hmm. uh and so we work a lot on education behind for uh, on educating the female on using the high vet or the pads Mm-hmm. uh in all of us and yeah i can't tell you how many as today obviously thousands of thousands have been donated but i can't tell you how many we've donated yeah. so far but yeah. so what are the uh, activities that you guys do yeah what are the activities that you guys do in the project um, uh, no, i mean the activities at education <coughs> education so educating uh, people how the to... taboo as well so all of a sudden you have the hype team coming we're mm-hmm. talking about period you know, it's like we are in the wet markets. It's mm-hmm. very or oh, the city center, the center of the 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 sort of like city hall of the whatever we are, uh-huh, and uh-huh. we are educated on we're educating freely on reproductive system and yeah, what are what are the periods and mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. removing the taboo, which is very important as well. You know, it's, it's all about it. It covers so many subjects. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and it's this, as well on removing taboo it's really education most females don't have no clue of our reproductive system we do not know 
I get I get so many. I mean, we have every day so many DM on. Oh, can I go to the bathroom while I use a high vet? So uh -huh, the, uh -huh. even the anatomy, our own anatomy, we're not familiar with. Yeah, yeah. So we really see there is a massive lack of education on, and the reproductive reproductive system is so complex. We have yeah. so many issues so many disease or pathology related to it that we still to this day do not know yeah. how to handle uh, yeah. so it's a big it's a massive subject and yeah the hive is contributing teeny teeny tiny part of it yeah. but really the awareness um and the education and well we're part of it it's it's, yeah. a, it's a talk we love to have and if you want to know what we get gratification the most of what I do, I we do a lot of we do a lot of things and I'm I love so many things. I love so many subjects. I love composting. Composting, I could talk about it for hours as well. Composting. But okay. Composting. Yeah. Composting and edible gardening. This is something I'm obsessed with too. And I try, but now and oh my god, I didn't die. <laughs> I would take you for hours, but all those now new farms you have in cities, the vertical farming, I love all those subjects. Oh, yes. But I had to focus on one and I'm like, okay, this is going to be that period poverty. Let's mm. try to solve this issue. We're a small mm. SME. We need to start somewhere. Let's have the conversation with mm. everybody who wants to listen to us. Yeah. I mean, um, we will definitely put that information uh, in our YouTube description and also in our podcast description where to contact you because uh, I think uh, let's take this opportunity since we're talking about contribution, right? Um, let's take this opportunity to call more people to contribute to this project um, and as well as, you know, I, you know, if anybody who would like to volunteer for um, their time or their energy into this project, um, feel free to reach out to Claire. Um, yeah. I think to me also it's like because uh, we, we're women, so we we we. I mean, it it, it really is relatable, right? Um, when you mention about you know what do they use to 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 collect that um, men, uh, uh, menses, right? It's sometimes you know like sometimes uh we are in a position where we have that privilege we are okay we 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 have we are able to 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 buy the pets and all that stuff but what about those who are not able to That's right. i mean i've seen um i've seen a uh, okay so i i've i thought about this because uh back in my uh back in my hometown i i i saw this one homeless uh lady and it's it's really pity um, in a in a way because I saw that she was sitting down there and she, uh, at the you know at the the corridor the walkway uh, at the shop and she was not wearing any underwear and people oh, just shit. passed through people just passed through and all that stuff right I mean in, in my hometown I actually like um, I'm from Sarawak and. I don't really see a lot of homeless um, right. as much, right? Uh, I, I've seen, um, I've volunteered before in like the country, uh, what I call this, the soup kitchen and chow kit and all that stuff. And then I, yeah, I, 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 I can't imagine, you know, um, having to go through that. And 
it's something that we go through every month it's something and we it's go so, through every month and yeah. just imagine we have plenty of little girls in malaysia worldwide any country yeah. in the world who do yeah. not go to school when they have their period so again girls are missing on education here because they can't afford the pads yeah 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 that is unacceptable in 2022 to have our daughters who cannot go to school because they have their period yeah i mean i mean we have internet we have all the technologies and all that stuff but if these are the 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 the, the problem that we cannot address or even find solution for it then and then then and then what's what what's life what's, yeah. what's, what is it what is it for <clears throat> yeah what's what it for? for if we can't even make sure our daughters cannot do not attend school when yeah. they have their period just because they can't afford on top of having being traumatized you know it's not easy to be 12 year old and to have your period yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Or, it's a or, or 13 year old yeah. and having your period but on top of it you you can't even afford it yeah. or you're gonna have leakage because it's a really cheap one or you can you're gonna have really terrible things and you're you're conscious of it and you're scared of it and you're gonna yeah. be done because, be focusing on school because of that no yeah uh, and it's yeah. a simple and super cheap solution to make sure this is removed because here we're not giving uh like you we're not telling you get our pads and you don't have anything in 12 months no yeah like we don't supply you for just we supply you for 10 years we give yeah. you the tool you have 10 years of like freedom on that don't you have already a lot of issues in your life this is a little mini a little thing we're removing one of the worry we're removing from your terrible worries you already have every day to handle yeah. so it's just a little help that costs not much really yeah. uh and that really it's it's so simple it's so simple it should be mandatory everywhere in the world every female should be as soon as they have their period here's your menstrual cup here oh here are your pads you know it, it's like uh, you it's know. like your orient uh, your your adulthood orientation day or something yes exactly <laughs> your, your, your it, care it is, pack it is. and then you're free you're independent those are your things take oh, welcome to adulthood and oh, exactly. welcome to womanhood and, Here's your pants. Don't worry too much. Yeah, it's yeah. not going to cost you a fortune because for some people, it's really a lot of money. Yeah, so yes. so it, it, it should be that way. It's unfortunately is not in the meantime until it is. And we're hoping in my lifetime, it will happen. Mm -hmm. uh, in the meantime, this is what the hype does on a small scale, but it still has an impact and we're still very thankful for it yeah yeah so yeah uh just now i mentioned that there is actually a quote from tony robbins right so the quote yes. is um the secret to living is giving that is true yeah so that is true. Um, i cannot imagine and i think you're the same having a life without giving yeah. giving back for on top of it we're both very fortunate people we can say it yeah uh, yes. we have a healthy family we have a roof on our head uh, we yes. have, we can eat and we have clothing that we want yes. and we appreciate our kids go to sc good schools in safety. Yes. So we are very fortunate. Um, yes. So we need to make sure as well we give back. Yes. Uh, yes. Because we've been lucky. Yes, yes. I think uh, what I call this, um, I, I, I would like to say we are definitely blessed. And I think... The world would be a better place if we share that 
that blessing right yeah. and then you know i i i was i was being taught by my my late father my mom to always uh pay it forward uh yeah. sometimes my mom do it yeah. excessively <laughs> excessively in a sense like oh never mind just give them okay like you know she buy a lot of things and then after that instead of like throwing it away oh i'm going to give it to someone else and all that stuff yeah. it's like then why do you buy it in the first place <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and then like you know sometimes she sees people at the restaurants and she's like oh let me pay for the food and everything i'm like okay that's that's really too generous but that is how we're being um you know um raised and and this is what i want to uh, and this is how i want to raise my kids yeah uh, right. and the people around me to be more aware of like hey you know what oh while you do um you know while you have to earn money and all that stuff don't be greedy give it back um because you know money is not you know money is not the source of happiness yes it definitely help you with uh living comfortably and all that stuff it definitely take away all the worries uh, but it doesn't mean happiness but giving back or knowing that you're making certain impact in other people's life or not only life, but also like uh, the environment and all that stuff. It, that 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 kind of happiness is a little bit difficult to 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 explain. But it's like it's like a divine feeling that you can actually. It is feel. a divine feeling, and I agree with you. And it's it's you know everybody has different level of happiness and what makes you happy uh, yes. during the day and. It's a selfish thing, actually. Happiness is selfish, you know. <laughs> you do it for yourself agree. too, right? Yes, yes, uh, agree. Uh, there is a, probably a lot of books on <clears throat> philosophy written on that. Yeah. But you do it because at the end of the day, when you go to bed, you don't want to go to, go to bed angry. You know, as we say, never go to bed angry. Yeah. You always want to make sure um, you've given your best and you contributed and you're thankful for what happened to you. And at the same time, you want to make sure that's what gives you happiness. Yeah. You help someone or you, you made someone's life a little bit easier. Yeah. And in a selfish way, I do it for selfish reasons too. That's what makes me sleep at night too. Yeah. 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 I mean, <clears throat> yeah, you're right. It's, 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 a, uh, it is selfish. Human beings are selfish, right? Yes. Uh, but, you know, it's it's basically like turning the the negative connotation of being selfish into something positive. Exactly, it's nothing exactly. wrong to be selfish. Absolutely, you, <laughs> yeah. you might do it for selfish reason. I think partially, partially, I do it for selfish reason, but I, I do it because it makes me feel good too. Yeah, of yeah. course, I do it because I have to. I have duty. I feel like I, I because I, I was born. I was born a white female in a Western country with healthcare, with human rights, with freedom of, I could say whatever I want to do. I, I was going to almost be paid equal pay almost. <laughs> uh, and I, you know, I can wear what I want. Uh, so I know all the privilege I have already. Uh, and I have to make sure the other female in the world can attain this privilege as well. and be as one day lucky thinking about the little girls in Afghanistan and all those kind yeah, of things. Yeah. Um, so I, I understand all the privilege I got, but at the same time, yes, of course, I, I can't dedicate all my life to, to say, you know, but I can do 
on my own, I, I created a company and we made sure we are, and be, having a female team, we make sure, yeah, this is a, a, a project here, making sure female in Malaysia first, but it could be, it could have been in France, I'm French. It could have been in France, period poverty is worldwide. Mm, uh, yeah. it's a world it's not something to be ashamed as a country to say oh i have period poverty no it's a worldwide issue uh the united states is the wealthiest country in the world but they have period poverty um and so and people need to know that actually um uh, to be honest like i just know about this like few years ago about period poverty um and I'm a, uh, I'm a woman and I'm, I, be, I, I, I believe our listeners or the viewers on YouTube would probably, uh, it, it, probably period poverty is something that is um, new to them as well, right? So yeah. it, it has to be, it has to be brought to light. But again, women issues, too much, too many. <laughs> too, yeah. so, we, yes, we have a lot. Uh, yeah, and you know the the, 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 the pro life, pro choice, the what yeah. I call this, the the the, the uh, uh uh, you know, ah, so much the so equal much. pay and all that stuff. Yeah, but yeah, but, but at least, I, I, but personally, I feel like you need to focus on 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 one, two, three, four. Yeah. I, I mean, but you focus on those because you can't solve, you can't concentrate. Yeah. On, on yeah, all of them yeah, at the same time. Yeah, and yeah, this is why yeah. it's very important. We need our brothers to be with us as well. Um, yes, yes. We need our brothers to be uh, to be backing us up and to say this is unacceptable. Yes. Um, this yeah. is unacceptable that females have to pay for feminine hygiene care. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is unacceptable that uh, some girls do not go to school because they have their period. Yeah. This is unacceptable that we're being harassed on the street. This is unacceptable that... Uh, Yes, there there is still groping uh, in, and obviously uh, raping and uh, feminicides yeah. and all those yeah. kind of things. So we need our brothers to really be with us, and we can't. Uh, we should never alienate alienate them. The, yeah, it has yeah. to be a really a common battle together. Yeah, uh, fight yeah. all those issues. But yeah, on a small hand, on a small scale, this is what the Hive, which is a private company. Uh, led by female is trying to do and it's yeah. been six years now so I'm I mean the program the freedom flow program is a couple of years old now pre-pandemic so I forgot the year 2019 2019 before the pandemic and yeah. uh but 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 it's a small contribution and it's a contribution uh, and it's education and it's many things. So I, I think that the, 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 I, I think you're under you're you're being very very humble. Uh, it's no, not a small contribution. I think no, any contribution is listens, a contribution. Yes, it's it's like five percent is a big uh, contribution. Also. Uh, for the company, yes, it is yes, a big. For yes. us, it is a big. I, I but I couldn't put lower. You know, I really did my math back and forth, and I'm like, if we do yeah. lower, I'm like, what's the point? Uh, you yeah. know it. Maybe as we grow, I'm going to have to put lower the number, but the amount will remain the same because we're growing. Yeah. So we can yeah. still give quite a big amount. But yeah. at this stage, I'm like, I, I, do I want to distribute a hundred bags? I mean, it makes, it's not enough, you know, when we go for the day, it has to be 5% was what made sense to me. Like it has to be voluminous. It had to, we had to target hundreds of female every time we would do a distribution anyway. Yeah. So it's a math yeah. thing. My accountant would disagree with my choice. Um, <laughs> 
uh, her, her no, but then it's still again, um, you know, uh, it's a, a, a contribution. It's a contribution, uh, big or small. Uh, what I call this, I think at the end of the day, what kind of impact you you, you will see? Right, um, and very small impact, really, yeah. for anyone who listens. You want to contribute to your. Yeah. There is nothing is small. Yeah, yeah. And don't be afraid. Yeah. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. Like if it's someone where like I'm gonna help the elderly, I'm gonna help with the food bank, I'm gonna wait, whatever. You might make mistakes, you'll learn from them, you will meet amazing people among you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you will really gain a lot from it. Uh, there is I only see growth and learn education and getting a positive energy from it yeah um, I'm yeah, giving because, back. yeah i mean you meet different people from different walks of life you've yeah. learned from their what i call this from their experience um from their wisdom and all that stuff so same goes to what i'm having um and what i'm feeling right now um yes. i learn a lot from you claire and uh, <laughs> it's, Listen, it's, it's you know, really we amazing. Learned from each other. We met a couple of weeks ago now, and we obviously loved each other. But then, <laughs> I mean, we were like, so, we've been talking. People do not know, but behind the scenes, <laughs> there is hours of chit chatting. We were supposed uh, to have like a half an hour pre 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 conversation, and then it ended like oh no, no, fifteen minutes actually, and we ended talking for like an hour plus. An hour plus. I mean, on on. By the way, not on silly issues, on very serious issues. Yes, yes. And actually, I have like, so I have like, few questions to ask. Uh, but you know, I I'm I'm for this conversation, I I let it free flow, yeah. and uh, what we call this, and 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 I really loved how open you are in sharing your experience and how honest you are in you know not many people actually are willing to honestly say hey you know i'm not doing financially good and you did mention this earlier like you know how some businesses just put on a what i call this uh, a mask saying that you know we were doing good we're doing good uh, nothing wrong and all that stuff i think i think it's more of like stakeholder management they don't want to you know people to think that they're not doing good if they're not doing good that means you know it's uh, what i call this people won't buy for them or anything but being open to it um open to it yeah people I mean, will come and support yeah and it's just no one is doing well after what we've been through yeah and brick and mortars cannot be doing well that's just simple math yeah, yeah, yeah. Very basic math here. So the hive is doing okay because we pivoted massively, but it was very costly. So now we're on a recovery path uh, because of the pivoting. And everybody was telling me at the beginning of the crisis, pivot, pivot, pivot. I'm like, this is not so easy to pivot. You know, you can't ask, mm. you can't have big, I mean, such heavy brick and mortar experience and ask them to close down. It's extremely expensive. You have renovation costs. You need to have your yes. ROI on those costs. You know, yes. renovating a store is a minimum. It could be millions, but it's minimum. I mean, for very fancy stores, it's 500K renovation costs. Oh, yes. You can't yes. tell to them, oh, pivot online. I'm like, you would be like, 
Hold on, I just got 500K on renovation costs. You have the lighting, the tiling, the plumbing. The If you have a kitchen, you need to have, a kitchen is extremely expensive for restaurants to do it. So yeah. it easily goes to a million. Oh, so yeah. most businesses are, have serious, serious debt uh, yes. to the bank. Yeah. Uh, and you can't say, hey, now it's easy. You all on grab, get a grab kitchen, but <laughs> a dark kitchen, but you're like, okay, hold on. How do I get a dark kitchen when I have like 150 Nando's? <laughs> I don't know, you know, like uh, that I have to pay rental for. And I have such a heavy investment on just, you know, just making it, building it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I so mean, it's like when just people simple. don't see that. Uh, people don't see people don't that. See that. They're, they're like pivot, pivot, right. pivot. I'm like, yeah. I'm heavy on on things on you know like yeah you, you I, didn't even like have the time to recover yet. small space yeah no it doesn't happen that way so yeah. now we are pivoting though it, okay. it's like it's like moving and we are small SME so I, you can imagine the bigger one we're moving mm. a massive pack bow yeah this direction instead of moving so it takes time but we learned a lot and now I'm much more flexible I love it because my fixed cost what were my fixed costs in um yeah, the, the quarter of 2020 are yeah. much lighter now and much more controlled. It's more tech, it's more flexible. I mean, the fixed costs are still quite, it's still very heavy, yeah. but it's it's costs that I can cut tomorrow if I really want to. It's yeah. soft, our software now is much heavier, you know, like the, yeah. the monthly software cost, because again, we are all working remotely. We are all working. The ad spend is tremendous compared to pre-pandemic. So, but yeah. again, costs that are there, yeah. But we can cut it tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. You can't cut rent tomorrow. Yeah. You yeah. can't cut salary employees who work in stores tomorrow. Uh, yes, uh, exactly. It's not easy. It's not so easy. So I'm saying uh, people have to really understand those businesses. And again, the hive is okay now because we, we, we that's it. We're done. We transited. We moved. Yeah. So now it's recovery path for us, but it's recovery with a recession, a mild recession, and a spending power diminishing. But it's still I'm a glad that path. the hive is still still doing okay. I mean, Thank there are a couple you. of Thank there you. are a couple of shops that or, or uh, you know businesses that I used to buy and they had to f close down and all that. Sometimes I do feel scared of that, you know, because yeah. you know you're. You, it's very it's very sad because you know they put a lot of work. Yes, uh, yes. And, that, and, yeah. and they might have debt on that. So, so, yeah. so and sometimes it's not just about the, 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 the store, like you mentioned just now, like your store manager, uh, really good, know their customer by names and all that stuff. So sometimes customers don't want businesses to close down because no. of the relationship yeah. that they have built, right? Every and time we close the store, customers yeah. were like on DM everywhere, social yeah. media, where are you? You're not there anymore. And we're like, I was so sorry. Our landlord was an uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> so Claire, um, what would be your advice to people who um, not only want to go into the eco-friendly business or eco-store, as we, we can call it, um, what would be basically what would be your advice i mean having the years of expensive learning uh from the school of life <laughs> entrepreneurship life 
um yes. yeah what would be the the the, the advice um i think it's not them? yeah as you said it's not really um a green business my business is a business we are for profit business yeah so we just happen to be uh, in a sub i mean we're selling products i really like and i it's, we're selling things that benefit the community but it's for any business and any entrepreneur here. Um, mm -hmm. I think you really I need to love the products or your services you're, you're selling. Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. going to be a lot of hard work. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, you can't expect, uh, because a lot of people now of social media, I've seen it a lot, mainly with the younger generation. They think they're going to be millionaire, um, having their own businesses. The word entrepreneur now is yeah. very uh, associated with money as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's not the reality. Of course, you have the lucky one. Uh, yeah. The reality is very much different. Many of you are not in tech or fintech or anything like that, uh, mm. more traditional fields. Yeah. Um, but you need to follow your passion. You need to really be driven. It's, it's going to be a really a lot of hard work. So just be ready for it. Mm. But again, if you're contributing to the community, the community will give you back. Yeah, I think um, I believe so too. I, I I believe, of course, there can always be some exceptions, but most of the time, the community will give you back, and they will make sure you sustain yourself. You mm. you remain in business because you give something positive to the community. Mm -mm. So, what's the future of the hive in the next? Um, so the um... future of the hive is um, this year is very strategic for us, but every year is very strategic because <laughs> we're still in the growing yeah, yes, period, yes. you know. Yes. So this year we're entering Western Europe oh. uh, and um, we're starting with B2B platforms. Uh, so I think we should be by June in a couple of B2B platforms for all the Western European markets. Oh, okay. um, so and it's kind of exciting. So it's a slow um, and we're starting with a B2B marketplace. Um, mm -hmm. And then we're going to move a little bit to uh, the B2C marketplace and then we're going to be on uh, the brick and mortars yeah. um, but it's a slow process uh, yeah. but quite heavy financially to be on those all those things as well so we are taking yeah. it slow one by one yeah uh building it uh we're already in the u.s market so we're we're excited about that but we've been in the u.s for a couple of years now already we yeah. of course we have a company in singapore since a year now since oh. last august so okay. yeah and we we are so we launched a business in Singapore, I think it was last July, uh, and we should be breaking even la almost last month, but this month we should break even. Nice, congratulations. So, yes. And so the fact every that time you started know, alone. Yes. Oh, well, yes, 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 yes. So the company in Singapore is as well 100% my own company. I had to open a company in Singapore. Uh, oh, okay. So, yeah. Okay. Is it so, um, the Hive Singapore? Uh, it's the Hive Singapore and the company in France is the Hive France. We're very... <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. So because you need um, the world internationally, you need to open a, a company for almost every country. Uh, okay. Because of course you need to pay taxes. You need yes. a law. You need... Uh, an accountant you need to have i mean it's it's for tax purposes and i guess uh, legal purposes as well oh, um so all I'm of this super honored oh thank I'm you super honored I, to have, I, I actually to have don't you. know because 
it takes time, you know, it's it's quite expensive to do it and you obviously plan a budget and it, it, it takes time. Uh, Singapore was quite expensive. It was more expensive on ad spend than I expected. Um, I didn't think I would have to spend so much on ad spend every month in Singapore okay. to get, yeah. to, you know, and now that the brand is quite established after six to eight months, we lowered the ad spend couple. I mean, I can talk about it forever, but we are lower the ad spend and now we're seeing more, obviously our PNL is much better. And, yeah. and I, I'm touching wood right now because I'm I think the month of March, we're still calculating the PNL for March for Singapore, but we, we should have, we should be, a, we should work even. If not, it's by that we missed. So, which is for yes. me very important because then we can finally get our, our eye from all yeah. the investments spent before. And then it's like slow cruise. Nice, nice, nice. Wow. That's yes. uh, what I call this. It's a really interesting journey. I mean, um, looking back, even to, 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 to know that you have, uh, what I call this, started this uh, on your own, alone, and taking the risk, because people are like, you just arrived from Malaysia and then you're starting a business without understanding the market, doing a study about it first and all that stuff. That's like you're breaking the, you know, entrepreneurship 101 rule. <laughs> yeah, I don't want people to to say it's easy. And I don't want people to put all yeah, their retirement money on the business and to say, oh, she did it so I can do it too. Yeah. Hold on. I'm very risk averse too, but uh, it's true. But saying that, yeah. it, everything you said is correct. Yeah, but I'm sure <laughs> so, that, you know, I'm sure that like, like, it, it's def, although it's like, you know, you're taking that risk, but I'm, I'm, I'm really sure that there are there, you know, you, you have a, uh, you have a safety net. Um, if anything did not work I do out, have a safety net. Yeah, so I it's do, true yeah. that you mentioned, don't put all your life savings into it. You have to be smart about it. Right. And then um, having that sense of uh, well, having a backup, right? Um, and and you know, uh, but don't don't overthink too much to a point where you stop yeah, doing it. Procrastination as well is yeah, yeah. That, that's a problem. A lot of entrepreneurs they have business plan, they don't want to share it. They procrastinate mm. forever. Yeah. There is a point where you tell yourself it's either going or it's not going. Uh, yeah. But if you give yourself a time frame and it's still not happening, then you, you put it on a shelf and you move on with your life. Otherwise, it's just going to consume you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Thank you very much. Merci beaucoup, uh, Claire. You're welcome. <laughs> I really yeah. loved it. Yeah, I really love this conversation. I, I know that we can actually go on and on and on and on and on. But then um, I think on. for the benefits of uh, what we call this, our listeners, I think, um, you know, the attention span is not <laughs> that long anymore. Yeah, like, we've been talking for a long time. Uh, yes. But I hope everybody got some little nuggets here and there of precious information that can inspire them and yes i yes. mean acknowledge mm. yes yes i definitely we want to inspire uh, all our listeners our viewers to 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 live in an in control life and when we talk about in control life and I, I i like to repeat this again and again it's basically um an in control life is when you love what you do you love who you do it for you love who you do it with and you love how you do it. And I think, Claire, you're embodying it. Um, 
uh, what we call this, that that in control life where you are loving what you're doing. Um, who you're doing it for is definitely your family, your community, um, the livelihood of everyone, in, uh, you know, uh, humankind, especially the project that you, you're passionate about, right? Who you love who you're doing it with, how you have mentioned your, your team, your uh, you, Joanna, you know, being yes. the biggest uh, important. I mean, these are the she's the, the unsung hero here, you know, um, for yeah. you know having to assist you to do all these things. And then how are you doing it? You know, how are you doing it? Uh, basically, uh, it's still doing the business and still uh, able to you know reduce. Uh, ways to reduce carbon footprint as much as you as possible can uh, you uh, you know as much as you can um and yeah that's 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 how and we're so very very blessed to have you in our podcast and you know uh hopefully um your story will inspire everyone and what would be my key point uh from this conversation is um that you know, uh, in the book, um, the, even in the first uh, a book, right, um, the, the cover of the book, we put one day or day one, you are in control of your own destiny. And when you mentioned that, you know, um, I just go for it because I I can't find the thing. So I just start that bus- uh, this, this business. So that go-getter spirit you straight away live up to like, hey, today's, I, I, you didn't even say like, okay, maybe one day I'll open a, sh- a store so that I can get the, uh, you know, my zero waste products and uh, what we call this, all this organic, sustainable uh, products. Instead, you're like, hey, today is my day one, I'm going to open that, that store. And, you know, in the span of like a couple of years, you've opened up uh, five stores. And of course, things are unfortunate. Uh, but that didn't actually stop you, right? No. So, and once As we more... Say, yeah, do not... There's a good saying in first time, this is what I remembered all the time. Do not cry over spilled milk. Mm. Move yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Just move on. Just move on. We have to... Nothing uh, you can do it? about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and take it as a lesson, right? Take it as a lesson, yeah. learn, move on. Uh, because people are saying that uh, there is a saying where, you know, um, being wise is not just about having that experience. It's basically having that reflective experience, um, mm. learning from that, right? And I think what's most important here is the fact that of all these kind of things that you're, 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 you're doing and all that stuff, the, 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 from what I'm hearing um, is basically your core is because you want to contribute right yeah yeah and although it's selfish but you know it's uh what i call this it's a 50 uh it's a win-win kind of thing right you want to feel good about yourself and you know by doing good for others right so Mm -hmm. i think that is very um inspiring um i really love that conversation i hope you don't mind uh if we can if we invite you to talk about other things because i know that there's a lot of things that we can talk about. <laughs> yeah. Right? So thank you very much, Claire, for spending thank you your time. so much. And uh, thank you for the time. Thank yeah. you for the opportunity. Uh, I love what you do. I love in control. 
your family is beautiful too and the team thank with Phoebe you. and everybody thank you yes thank you very much I hope you had a good time in uh, France uh, please do come back soon <laughs> I'll be back right after Ramadan all right yes yeah, so maybe we can actually meet one another celebrate with all my colleagues yeah this yes. is gonna be a super big celebration then yes 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 so thank you very much Claire thank you <laughs> yeah so there you have it uh, before we end, I would like to say thank you for listening to our podcast and uh, watching our YouTube video. Um, again, uh, if you are interested to uh, become part of the Freedom Flow project or Freedom Flow program under the Hive, uh, we will leave the contact information down in our description. Uh, uh, please, uh, I think uh, this is a really good program. Uh, let's 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 support. Claire and her team to help the community and eradicate um, period poverty that is affecting the whole world, right? So uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, I, I always like to end this podcast or end my videos by saying stay in control. Bye, everybody.